Hi, I'm George Norrie, and welcome to our Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. Have fun, tell your friends, and share us with everyone. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Coast to Coast AM's mobile app. And always remember to log on to our website at coasttocoastam.com for daily articles, the best paranormal information, and all you need to know about your favorite guests. And now you can become a Coast Insider directly through the Coast mobile app. We welcome our international listeners and even offer a free two-week trial. So don't delay. Become an insider today. Sloan Bella is a psychic medium, trained astrologer, a modern-day metaphysician. She began her career on the streets of Toronto, working with missing and exploited children. Sloan was born in Toronto and was given up at birth, remained in foster care for the first 10 months of life until she was adopted into a well-established and business-minded family, which allowed Sloan temporary stability while exploring the paranormal world that was exploding into her existence since birth. By the age of four, Sloan learned to articulate nightly visits by other worldly beings and the spirits of those people who had crossed over. This was how she began to develop her ability to act as a conduit and to speak the different frequencies that exist around us. Astrology was introduced to Sloan via a charm necklace from a cousin in England. And by the age of seven, her lifelong passion for astrology began and continues. Sloan Bella, welcome back to Coast to Coast AM. How are you? Hi, Richard. I'm good. How are you? Terrific. Thank you. Awesome. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to talk about portals and also yeah. timeline jumping. I think we all sort of understand what portals are, and we'll get yeah. into that a little bit more. What do, you, what do we mean by timeline jumping? Okay, that's a good question. And I'm giving my understanding of it as I feel it and see it and experience it around me and how I have experienced it. Timeline. Okay, so for example, it is a particular year. That's how we mark our time, through date, through year. That's how we mark history. When we go day-to-day -day doing things and then things slightly change, it's a frequency change. And so a timeline is something that all of us are used to experiencing. It's like getting up in the morning, going to work, feeding your dog, picking your kids up from school, whatever the case is. And when it changes, it's slightly off kilter, which forces us to respond in a different frequency. Our energy is kind of thrown off by this, even if we don't recognize it. So when we have timeline changes, it allows for other things, other beings, other energies and other thoughts, which, which are forms, other forms and thoughts to come into our existence. When that happens, some of us who experience the timeline change see things in one way, and it divides between people that see things on different frequencies. So it's, it's interesting because you can be in a group of 10 people and you can ask them, what did you see? And three of them will have seen one thing because they're on the same wavelength. You might want to call it a wavelength, but a timeline is a way of, it, of viewing the world. And it's actually frequency, like musical notes. You understand music. Yes, it's like yes. A, a musical note, and it's slightly off key. And it forces us, it forces our attention in a different direction. Now, this can be good or bad. But the reason it could be bad is if there's something blatantly going on in front of us that needs to be addressed and our attention is moved through the frequency so we don't see it as a threat. That's kind of 
how I would explain it. So it's a frequency shift and it allows people to see things differently. And then they start to walk down a different path without even knowing it because it's so subtle. It's like changing the way that you move your collar on your shirt. It's that subtle, but for us in our energy, it turns us in a different direction. So we start to look at things in a different way. And then we start to divide as people, individuals. Again, take the group of 10 people. And if our frequency is changed, three of us, the three of us will respond to things differently than the other people. Is it at all related to time travel? You know, I tend to believe it possibly could be related to time travel. I think that in order to go back or forward in time, I guess, depending on which way you're going, you have to actually acclimate to a different frequency. So it would definitely have something to do with that, because in order to get where you're going, you have to be able to successfully get there, which means you have to know the coordinates. I feel like I'm speaking Star Trek, but it's kind of like that. It's just Mm -hmm. not in a ship. It's a frequency. So, yeah, to balance it, it would be like that. And also, people come in and out of timelines. So you could say it's also connected to astral traveling, but not just leaving the body. It's leaving the body through the frequency and what's on the other end of that frequency. And I may not see it. You may not see it. But the person coming into it or leaving it is very aware of it. That's why we all see things so differently, and especially now. Um, around the earth, at least what, from what I can feel, the and you were talking about portals, portals, doorways. So portal is another word for doorway through energy. We can't see it. it there's no doorknob you can open to get through it. But the frequency shifts through these portals, and it allows access between these frequencies. So some of us get caught in the middle. That's why you could conceivably go to someone's house, talk to somebody, and they are stuck in a time frame, and you're like, how do they not know that happened? Because they're not on the same frequency as you are. And that's happening in very subtle ways all over the place, like with people in restaurants, people you work out with, people at your your day-to-day going. This is happening quite a bit and more so now. So the earth is getting more open or there's more doorways allowing for people to recognize this or to feel it. Because I don't think going back 40 years, it was quite the same, the same as it is right now. It seems a lot more open. Like we're, we're starting to move quickly and more through different timelines. I mentioned the Mandela effect, this, this, where large numbers of people remember something differently than, than other people do. So the classic examples uh, would be the spelling of J.C. Penney. Uh, some people remember it with, without the, uh, the E on the end, the E-Y. Some people remember it spelled P-E-N-N-Y, um, named after Nelson Mandela, where when he died, people thought, well, wait a minute. I'm quite sure he died, you know, years before. I remember his funeral on TV and so forth. Could this timeline jumping explain the Mandela effect? Oh, absolutely, because the consciousness of our frequency that people witness one thing on, when you're living on one timeline, so uh, think of it like a time zone, I guess. The time revolves around that function. So if you move it ever just, just a smidgen, you're going to see things differently. So that for Nelson Mandela, for example, I think the funeral that people saw was on one timeline. And there can be simultaneously different timelines going on. Like you can shift 
70 times in a day and not recognize it. I mean, it's happening a lot. It used to happen a lot, but not as much as it is right now. So it absolutely explains that. And also they can alter the timeline on groups of people who can pick up that frequency. So that's why half of them would see it, the funeral on one year, and the other people would say, no, that happened years before. Because they, those people have picked up on that frequency and automatically shifted with their energy into that timeline. We don't even understand it. Our bodies are frequency receptors. So when we think one way, we kind of morph into that way of thinking because our body energy goes that way. We are like literally um, electrical. So anytime they move a frequency, those that can hear it, feel it, see it, gravitate towards that way of thinking. And then we're off down that road and that experience. That's why you will hear people completely believe in one thing and you know it to be different. And you're like, how can you not see this? That's the Mandela effect. People grow up and they see the J.C. Penney sign their whole childhood. And other people say, no, it's not spelled that way. Can some people consciously timeline jump? Can you do it? I have done it. I have a great story. And it became, I, I don't know that I was as conscious of it as I have been in like the past 10 years, perhaps. But I have a great story because, and I get there through meditation. So for me, it's through meditation. This is when I noticed I can do it. But I ended up in a restaurant, which I don't know and have never been to, in Chicago through a meditation, through somebody else's dinner, a man and a woman looking out a window, and he was getting ready to propose to his, his dinner mate, the woman that he was with. And I was watching this, and I knew that it was happening at a different time than I was in. Like, it wasn't happening right now. I wasn't just meditating and going over there because the clothing looked slightly different. And the way they were speaking was slightly different. I would say I went backwards a little bit in time with that. And what was so interesting is I was watching this interaction and I, I noticed the man turn, like he, they were sitting talking to each other next to the window. And I noticed him look to his right. He picked up on my energy, but obviously couldn't see me. So he noticed me though, because I could feel the gaze my way. And I'm like, oh, he could see me. And then I popped right out of it. So I believe we can go through different timelines. You, that's quantum physics a little bit. Um, and you can meditate your way into different vibrations. We'll put it that way. And then you can explore the way that one feels and you can go that way. And if you don't like it, you can meditate back again, but there is no guarantee in which way you go from my experience. Like, even if my intention is like, I want to go maybe somewhere peaceful, I don't necessarily end up there. So that's, it's like uh, rolling the dice with that one. I feel. Yeah. It sounds a little bit like remote viewing in that case. It does, doesn't it? Yes, it does. But but you know it's a different time because if you go outside your house now and you look around, you know that the seasons changed. I'm I'm sure it's snowing there where you are, or there's snow somewhere around there. Um, but you notice that that the time has changed, like the season has changed. You can feel that when you go to, into a different timeline, and it can be as simple as walking in your house and knowing you put your wallet beside your keys beside the door on the dresser. And then coming back a minute later and they're moved across to the kitchen counter. And you're like, I know I didn't do that. That's a timeline change. You come into the same reality and it's slightly changed. You look the same, but there's a different feel to it. And usually you will find that objects are moved in your house. Like you will go crazy looking for something and find it 
in a different spot or find it where you were looking for it, where it wasn't there five minutes before. That's moving it through. It's, it's a little bit like moving it through a timeline or a dimension, even you could say. So they kind of flip the energy. So you flip in between the channels and that's why you lose track of it. Why does it happen in certain locations? I'm thinking, for example, um, we're all familiar with all of the strange phenomena surrounding the Bermuda Triangle, disappearing planes and ships, uh, or people uh, on board planes experiencing uh, time slips and time dilations and so forth. Yeah. Why does it happen in some more frequently in some parts of the world? The way I believe with that is because those particular areas have a heightened doorway or portal. And also, so if you walk through a doorway and there's stairs going to the right or left, you walk in there, you don't know if you're going to the right or the left. So the reason people go in Bermuda Triangle, for example, that's a dimension portal. So when they go there, and it has to do with the latitude and longitude of the area. So the frequency is completely perfect to allow that to happen. I don't think we're as aware of that. I mean, I'm sure people are aware of that, but most people aren't. And so it becomes very spooky to them, very scary, very unexplained. But I actually think the Earth's energy moves differently in those areas. So the frequency of the Earth sings differently. And when something goes into that area, it responds to that and therefore is taken through the doorway and either taken right or left. And maybe it comes out on the other side. Maybe it doesn't, because with the Bermuda Triangle, people are still missing. Things are still missing years later, decades later. For my, you know, they never find them. And I feel like they're living in a different reality or a different time, which is really a different dimension in that particular instance. And when people see uh, Bigfoot, for example, and we have, uh, and I've done shows recently about paranormal Bigfoot, where mm -hmm. the speculation is that this is not a flesh and bone uh, a creature. This is interdimensional. People see uh, Bigfoot tracks and they disappear right in the middle of the woods like it walked in, but then the, the, the foot, the tracks stop. Is that related to timeline jumping as well and portals? It, it's absolutely a dimensional portal. Bigfoot is a alien, cre I'll use the word alien, non-human or non-animal, I guess, what is on this earth. Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature. And when they come through, the way that their bodies, I guess you can call them bodies, resonate, the areas that you see Bigfoot in is because it's conducive to them being able to be here and see things here through that area. Maybe they can't show up in Florida because of the way that that climate is for them. So they end up having to come to different locations, usually up in Spokane, Washington area. They're usually in the Pacific Northwest. Come through dimensions, doorways, and they pop in and pop out. I don't know if they recognize what they're doing or if they're slipping time on their end. They're definitely not human. That's why people can't catch them. They set up. Bigfoot, I mean, there's people that say they do catch them, but I mean, we've yet to actually see that happen, I think. I think they catch the glimpses of them and catch the pictures and see them on their cameras. And the reason they go is because they're not of this dimension. So they, they, they're way ahead of us. They vibrate differently. Um, so they come in and out, but it's definitely a doorway. And they are alien or foreign creatures. They are not 
it's, some people will say it's, you know, a man dressed up in a suit. We've all heard that. And there was somebody running around doing that because there are people that do things like that. But this is not what that is. This is an, an alien or foreign bodied creature that comes through to this dimension. And actually, when it comes to Bigfoot, it really feels like the energy of Bigfoot has a lot to do with coming back to where they were first living and then going back to where they are now. So I get the feeling that Bigfoot on a whole is a lost group or a lost creature. I don't know how else to describe it. Alien being that doesn't know where they're actually from and is continuing to look for a home base. That's actually what I feel from Bigfoot because the way they pop in and out, they're searching. It's a searching energy I get with them. I don't think they come here to harm us. I don't think they do anything like that. I literally think they are looking for where they, they're, they're, where they were born, I guess. We're all off kilter in the different dimensions. So we're all flowing kind of free and we're not where we started. So a lot of us are lost energy-wise. They're lost from their home. That's why I think we see them. They're looking for where they came from and this is an easy dimension to get to. And we're talking about timeline jumping and portals. And uh, Sloan, you mentioned that you suspect the incidence of timeline jumping or disruption in our timelines is increasing. And I'm wondering whether you think it may have something to do with, for example, the um, the large Hadron Collider at, at CERN, Switzerland, um, where they're, you know, they're smashing these particles together at the speed of light and some... Uh, I think even Stephen Hawking at one time warned that it could, you know, they're trying to recreate the Big Bang theory that they could, they could, um, you know, cause a, a massive calamity in an unstable universe. Do you think CERN might have something to do with this? CERN is one of the areas where they are trying to do that. That's absolutely their intention. And they are using those particles, which react in our atmosphere, as you know, as everybody knows, in a certain way and will cause reactions. However, here's what's interesting about CERN. I actually feel like CERN is a distraction from what they're really doing, um, which means they're trying to open it that way. They're trying to do whatever they can. And the reason they're doing that is to basically control or harness our human energy, those of us that are human. I mean, I'm assuming everybody here is human, but there are other entities walking around on this planet. And so what we're witnessing right now is a shift of more timeline changing in order to control our energy. So every time, for example, let's say you and I, we want to improve our life in some way. So we have maybe a health issue. We'd like to timeline into, we'd like to jump into a different timeline where we feel like we did when we were 20, healthy and energy, all of those things. So we meditate, we focus, because you can change timelines by focusing on it through meditation, like bringing yourself into a different way of seeing things. If you do it repeatedly, you can end up there. They are trying to count, they, the people that do things like CERN on this planet, whoever the they's are, and I'm not really clear on who that is, but what they do is they try to bring our timelines back to where we are under control and unaware. That's why they're flipping so much, because we are fighting back, whether we realize it or not. Every time you see something or hear something that you don't like or feel a particular way, you are automatically, as a human being, trying to elevate yourself and getting pulled back. So it's almost like a riptide in the ocean, 
energetically. We are being pulled back. That's what I think CERN is doing to us. That's what I feel they're trying to do to operate, but it's they're presenting it one way, and if that happens, that's good. But I feel like it's actually an undertow pulling us energetically back down to where we were because we're starting to see things differently, and they want to control our energy or our frequency because they need it. So they're doing everything they can to try to send it out there to force us. That's why we all think so differently. We used to kind of be united as a group of human beings somewhat, but now it's completely like whatever, you know, you can walk anywhere and have five good friends and they see things diametrically opposite or different. That's what I think they're doing. They're kind of trying to create this separation and then pull us back where they need us to be so that they can hide behind our energy. This is both a spiritual idea in the war between good and bad or evil and good. And it's also an energy frequency. They actually need us. We are the worker bees on the planet and they need us to maintain a certain level or frequency wave as a group, as a unit. And we're not doing that now. The idea of timeline jumping aside, when, when we talk about portals, what, what do you think? Is is that part of what they're doing? Have they succeeded in opening a a portal and and that also may explain the presence of ufos when you're talking portals that's an interesting concept because everywhere and i'll just use i don't know if i want to use the word government or the people that control these projects i i don't know how they're picked or who they are personally but those people that have choice and decision over making those decisions they pick areas like CERN because the doorways already exist there. So they have knowledge of that. We don't. I mean, we do now, but we don't, or we didn't. So they are able to do that. And they've been controlling it for years. I mean, going back to the 1920s, they've been controlling it. UFOs only come through portals. They don't come from outer space, or at least my experience with them. That's why you see, that's why people see the ships dart off. But the reason we don't see the ships flying through the sky quickly, they are far advanced. So they're not going to come from an area where they are advanced back to just say the 1800s. Like we're probably not going to travel backwards in time so that we can travel with a horse and buggy. We're going to like our cars and we want to move forward. But alien ships actually come through doorways. They come through the veil. They know what they're doing. I don't know why they come here. I think maybe they come to watch us, and I think maybe some of us have uh, some human beings maybe connected to them. I do know they watch families. I have a lot of uh, clients who are part of that where they are periodically checked on, like through generations. So I know there's a reason for that. I get the impression at times, it's going to sound really weird, from people I talk to with respect to portals and aliens that we may be like that Twilight Zone episode where we are actually, this sounds horrible, the zoo and they watch us because they do come back here, but they're far more advanced because they know how to get in and out of the doorways. We don't. I mean, we may accidentally, people who time travel and people who remote view, but that's not very few people. So I can't quite figure out why they come back here. But CERN and and those places where they where they hold um, mass things like that, they do science like the North Pole, the South Pole, all of those places. 
It's the energy there, and they've been using those portals themselves for years. So to gain power over us on the planet, they use the energy, the information they get from going through those portals. So they already know they can do that. Right. But of course, we've had UFO incursions, well, maybe back to biblical times, but, you know, it really ramped up the sort of the modern day UFO phenomena began in earnest in the 1940s, and we had... Mm -hmm. The, uh, the Philadelphia experiment, some call it the Rainbow Project, where the, the USS Eldridge, they were trying to develop a cloaking device yeah. so that it would be, you know, wouldn't show up on the enemy's uh, sonar, I guess. Uh, and some people claim, you know, that, it, that it, it vanished off the coast of Norfolk, Virginia, and then reappeared somewhere else. That's how they know. I say they. People always ask who the they is. I'm not clear on the the people that control this planet. We'll just put it like that, whoever they are. The scientists know how to cloak energy. Our government does know how to do that. I'm 100% believer of that. I think they succeeded with that technology. Right. Some have suggested, though, that 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 experiment, uh, either on purpose or inadvertently, also led to sort of ripping a hole in the, I don't know, what do you call it, the space-time continuum? In other words, Mm -hmm. they inadvertently or on purpose created a portal, and that's why the the UFO incursions uh, began in earnest around that time. Oh, I believe that 100%, because the Earth is actually, I'm sure there's many psychics out there that when they meditate or they focus on the energy around the Earth, we are covered. I call it gridded, so we are gridded in. There's a layer of gridding. And when you try to cross out of here, so when you experience transition, passing out of the physical body, it is very hard to get out of this Earth's energy field. Like, there, we are gridded. So they broke a hole in the grid or what surrounds the Earth. They did break a hole in that. That, that I could believe. That is pro- and that becomes a doorway, which is a portal, which brings things through from a different dimension, which is really a different time and a different experience. They are walking in a different, they're seeing a different movie where they are than what we are, but they've done that. So they have blown holes. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get out of the gridding. They don't speak about that, but I I say we're gridded. I guess when animals try to escape on a farm, they have like electrical fences that if they hit it, it kind of makes the animals zap them and they go back and they don't try We've been gridded, so they blow holes in the grid to get through the doorways to get out of this energy field around the Earth. It's very protected, and I don't know why, but it just is. Like, it's, uh, we are very gridded, so they know how to get through it. I do believe that. I believe that's what happened. They probably blew a hole in the grid, and that's why the ships come through. Interdimensionals. Yeah, they're interdimensional. That's what it is. It's not space travel. It's dimension travel. And that's where they've confused us, or we've been taught wrong on that. And in in addition to punching a hole in this grid, that's also responsible for disrupting timelines. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We go, we, we are changing timelines so quickly that I physically notice the change with my energy. Like I can feel one way one day. I mean, it could be aging too. Yeah, I'll give it that. But I I go through different experiences. Like I end up in different ways of thinking like 30 times in a day about one topic, which is not the norm for my way of thinking. And I can feel the change. It looks different. Sometimes I drive home and I'm like, wait, is this my off ramp? Because it looks different to me. That's what a timeline shift is. It is a subtle difference in your reality. 
and it, it's streamlined ever so slightly. Everything's the same, but maybe someone's hair is slightly changed, or maybe they, they have a different purse that the, you saw them walk into work with, and they walk out with a different color of purse. It's that subtle, and if you don't pay attention to it, you end up walking down that frequency or that path, and there's a response in a different way. Like, you think differently when you do that, and we are battling it. Like, our subconscious is battling this. It's very obvious to me on a day-to-day basis, and I can tell when it happens, too. I can feel it. I can feel by the way people respond. It's, it's almost like everybody takes on a different personality or there's just different shifts. It looks different. Have you experienced that yourself when you go outside and you're like, wait, this doesn't look like my normal neighborhood or my normal street or whatever? Um, I've had um, incidents that I would describe as like a time dilation. One that's very common, I think, and I don't know if this is just a form of hypnosis, self-hypnosis, or it's some sort of time dilation. But I remember driving, I used to have to drive to another radio studio to do, uh, I, I had a Sunday night show. And I remember um, getting onto the um, the expressway and the next moment, I, uh, and this was about a 35 minute drive. The next thing I remember was pulling up to the security gate and seeing this security arm going up, pulling into the parking lot. And I realized that I, I had no memory of driving those 35 minutes. Now, it might have just been, I was, you know, I hypnotized myself. Look at the word hypnotize. If you hypnotize yourself, that is a meditative state. So you have just moved yourself from point A to point B in, in a flash without taking note of how long that took you. That is a timeline jump. That is a, that's more of a timeline jump than hypnosis. They might use the word hypnosis. That just quieted your mind and you were able to do it, which when I'm trying to timeline jump, which is a form of, they say, quantum physics, when I do it, I have to get into a meditative state to do it, consciously do it. Like if I'm thinking about doing it, that's what you did, but you still timeline jumped because you missed everything in between, which means it puts you ahead of time. Right. Well, it was very disconcerting. Uh, actually, it was kind of scary. Um, it is. It is. When that happened, when that happened, I thought, well, how, you know, I wasn't paying attention. How did I get here in one piece? Sloan Bella is with us, Hollywood psychic medium. You can find her on YouTube at Sloan Bella and the website sloanbella.com. What goes on at the, uh, on the YouTube channel, Sloan? Oh my gosh. So much goes on. <laughs> um, we do, uh, I say we, it's just me. I do, uh, current dead celebrities. So people that have passed over, depending on who comes into my energy field that I feel like doing can be all the way back to the twenties, all the way up to current day things. Uh, most recently was the P Diddy, uh, video I did on, uh, Kim Porter, his ex, I guess, mother to his children who passed away in 2018. I did that in June and I guess whatever she told me and I forgotten about it, but it seemed to hit the airwaves. So that got a lot of traction and I do live streams where I talk about all the things that we're talking about, plus anything day-to-day stuff on the live stream. So it's kind of a fun YouTube channel. Uh, a couple of weeks ago on uh, the program, I interviewed a gentleman who is researching the disappearance of Malaysian Airlines Flight 370. That was back in 2014, I think. Yeah, it's been um, a long time. Yeah. As in, and he speculated that... Uh, what happened to it because now there's there's video a satellite video and also video reportedly from a drone 
uh, just showing uh, it shows the um, the airliner. Uh, it's got a smoke trail behind it. It's in distress. And then right in front of our eyes on camera, it just whoosh, it vanishes. Uh, what do you think that was? Uh, I mean, psychically, what do you see? What do you what do you feel happened to MH370? Yeah, you know what's so interesting about that? People do ask me about that, and it's crazy because it's very hard to pick up on the energy of that. It's super hard. So I actually feel like it's a combination of things. So it seems to be, do we know if the airline was, this I'm just getting psychically, do we know if the airliner was flying off course or was it on the correct course? Because it seems to have come to like a cross in the road, like a, like a, like literally a, a crossroad and it went slightly off course, which then propelled it into a different area. So I don't actually think that's a dimensional cross. It came through a crossroad. It went slightly off and it was kind of taken off course purposely. Until next time. So long for now. The Coast Mobile app is now available for download on iPhones and Android devices. You can become an insider directly through this app. This is a great option for our international listeners and new users will also receive a free two-week trial.